We're in for a wild night. Welcome, 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 everybody, to episode 91 of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone and spotlighting members of the wild community. I am your host, as always, Nate Wolf. It is great to be back on another Friday evening here in Portland, Oregon, uh, joined by two of my favorite people. Uh, Hydra Lisk is not here today, and thus he is not one of my favorite people anymore. I'm sorry, Hydra. Oh! <laughs> I kid, I kid. Uh, he, yeah, he, he's a little bit under the weather, but he's doing okay. He'll be back next week, I'm sure. So we have a very special guest joining us tonight. Welcome back, Schmoopy Daddy. How are you? I'm doing great. I love being on the show. Uh, short notice and all. Um, happy to be here and talk about the most degenerate format this side of duels. Yeah. Your beard looks very <laughs> nice, by the way. I like it. Thank you. I'm on my, my usual schedule of not shaving for like, I don't know, weeks on end. <laughs> Very good, very good. At Electric Sheep City, welcome back. It's great to see you. How are you? Meowdy friend. I am doing amazing. Uh, so so I, I put in my two weeks notice at work because I got another job lined up. Very excited. Uh, I had physical therapy today. So like my body feels good too. Like this is the first time in a long time that I've both emotionally and physically like felt good before coming here and spending time with y'all. So like... Instead of, you know, hey, it's spending time with friends, so I get to feel good then. No, I'm, I'm starting off from a good spot, and it's only going to get better. Nice. So, yeah, ready to hang out with y'all and talk some nerfs. Very before, good. Yeah, but before we get into our main topic, for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. Let me uh, briefly explain how the show works. We record the podcast live every Friday evening at twitch.tv slash borntobewildhs. And the video version of the podcast is then posted to YouTube the very next day. Because Nate Wolf is incredible. Aww. Audio versions are also distributed to all the podcast apps. However you're watching or listening or absorbing via osmosis to this podcast. Thank you. Yes you yeah thank you all so much for being here uh love interacting with everybody and really appreciate everybody tuning in or listening or or watching later it's it's great to to have y'all uh before we get into the main topic of tonight's show wanted to say a quick uh, but very important thank you to shokunin and to all of our patrons uh thank you so much just for your support it means the world to us if you enjoy the con this content that we create, please like, subscribe, comment on the video on YouTube. This helps us a ton with the um, algorithms. Uh, the show notes say uh, um, the show notes says analytics, which is not uh, the word that I was looking for. Um, uh, one other way to support the show is to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or, or whatever your podcast platform of choice is, as that helps other people to find the show. Um, <laughs> if you're someone watching us live on Twitch tonight, we do have some emotes that you can unlock by subscribing if you're interested in doing that. They're they're awfully cute. Uh, and, and then finally, uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, you can join uh, our Patreon uh, have some content in the works for that uh, as little as a dollar a month and um yeah anyhow uh all of that info can be found on our website it's born to be wild hs.com uh finally if you're interested in interacting with any of us personally please uh, check out our discord it's a free online community 
Um, we've made a whole bunch of friends all over the world. We, we, we share jokes and, and laughs. We talk about life. We talk about Hearthstone. There's deck codes and the whole deal. Uh, and again, links to all that stuff is on our website, which is born to be wild hs.com. Okay. All right. Let's get into the main part of the show. Uh, so I, I, at first I was thinking that there's no news or the news is the nerves. And then I remembered, uh, the whole dust fiasco. And I was so kind of, uh, like angry about it that I think I blocked it out of my mind because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so here's what happened, right? Uh, I, I will, I will do the like TLDR. So, so, uh, the Hearthstone team, uh, ran a script and it was looking at cards that players opened that, uh, they they shouldn't have because they should have been free from the rewards track or the uh the altar act um the alliance versus horde stuff right and uh and so the idea was to initiate a dust refund however the refunds that that were sent out were much larger than anticipated and for some people they even got them twice and so uh, like i opened up my phone on my lunch break at work pops up 8,000 dust and I click it to go away. I was like, wow, that's cool. And then it pops up a second time. And I was like, what? That, that must be wrong. And then I look and I'm like, oh, that's 16,000 dust. Oh my God. Um, and, uh, you know, and then we start jumping in discord or going on Twitter or whatever and comparing notes with people and, and people got different amounts, but it was an awful lot. And n- nobody really knew what to expect. Uh, big, big kudos to the Hearthstone community team in particular. Um, Nick uh, Deck Tech, who was doing the bulk of the communicating on this, who was very good and very upfront about, hey, we're aware of it, we're we're looking into it. This is this is going on, and uh, not not sure what the end result is, but it's not working as intended. And um, you know, I think there was something in there to the effect of like, uh, you know, some people got extra and know that it was unintended, and. Uh, kind of the possibility of like you spend it, you could go into the negative when they uh, do the adjustment. And I was like, well, all right, I'm just not going to touch it and we'll see. And, and different people did different things and, and it is what it is. Um, uh, the thing, uh, the other thing that happened was that the cards that were given out from the Horde versus Alliance, like p- progression all disappeared from your collection. <laughs> and where, where this really messed me up was that I was building decks for the listener series, and I actually used a couple of those in my Hunter deck, uh, the Dun, Dun Balder Bunker one. And I had the cards, and I had dusted the regular versions and kept the gold ones. And, and then all of a sudden, they're missing from my collection. And Hearthstone won't let you copy and paste a deck code with missing cards in it. And so I had to craft the cards, right? So I spent 200 dust and I was like, well, this really sucks uh, because I had them and I dusted them. Like I can't just buy a pack and and expect to open them, right? Um, And so I I crafted these two cards, whatever. And and, and then I log back in. um, All 16,000 of my dust is now gone. And like, so I'm like lost 200 over this whole thing. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I I think, you know, it it is what it is. I I feel bad. I think the community as a whole is just not happy. Uh, Some people spent the dust and that's great for them. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wish that I had, frankly, because that's a lot of dust. Uh, And so what happened here, Hat and I were chatting about it last night and 
um, the the net result is, or or like, what is the lesson that we learned from all of this? Is like, exploit the uh, you know, the flaw or whatever. Um, you know, my concern was, hey, you spend it, then you you owe it back. And we saw somebody recently who went into like negative gold, and so yeah, interval, yeah. Yeah. And so my concern was like, yeah, I can spend it all. Like I'll go craft a bunch of golden stuff. That'd be awesome. But then I'm going to be in the negative and then there's going to be a new set that comes out in a couple few months. And then I'm going to have to like, you know, it's going to be a nightmare. And so I just didn't. Um, and, and what it looks like is, you know, if you got it and you spent it, then you, you lucked out. And if you got it and you didn't, uh, you know, too bad because it's all gone now and so there's a worse option (laughs) if you had this built up you could have lost all of it including the stuff that you got from the bonus and stuff you had already saved like my buddy lost all his dust not just the dust that he got mysteriously but all his dust yeah you know i've heard i've heard that too and I, i saw them posting stuff on twitter and Nick said that the the devs were looking into it or the engineers or whatever, and that everyone was supposed to be good. Uh, there was something he mentioned, like if it wasn't adding up, and I wish I'd taken screenshots um, to to submit a ticket and they would look into it. And and I agree, like Blue Train, I think lost some dust. I swear I did, and I don't think it was a lot, but I think it was a little bit. It was, uh, you know, uh, he. He said that they ran a very thorough script, but I don't know. I mean, I thought mine was short. Not a ton, but like maybe 800 dust or something like that. Like I thought I was sitting around 3,000 and then I, I log in and I'm at 2,300. And it was like, what? Like, that's not right. But I didn't have screenshots. You know, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the whole thing, I think, was like what it felt like to me is is uh you know it's 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 christmas morning or whatever like you know santa claus delivers all the presents and then the you know steals it back you know what you know what i decided you can't open these i'm just going to take them <laughs> and so it was the anticipation of like I, I would have rather just not got it at all than than to get it and then have it removed before being able to use it and so it's just like yeah it's like well that sucks and nobody's happy about it i, I honestly I feel bad for um, you know, Alkali and Nick and, and whoever else that had to do the, uh, you know, the, the community, like the explaining portion of it, because that's where all the anger and frustration and confusion is, is uh, like routed to kind of yeah. dealing with the fallout of someone else's mistake. And I, I didn't really think of, of the impact quite as much, but the way Hat explains it is like, look, this is like, you know, millions of dollars worth of free product that they're giving out. And I was like, really? And then it was like, well, even if it's, you know, a dollar per person, how, uh, you know, how many players, how many people, yeah, right? I, it really adds up. I mean, I don't have a lot of sympathy for a multi-billion dollar company with the dirtbag CEO, but, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Something you said earlier, I think really hit the nail on the head too. That was the, the confusion, right? Yes. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm really plugged in, um, to, you know, Hearthstone Twitter, all that kind of stuff. I saw that some people got extra, but I also saw that, you know, Hey, I got the 8,000, but I didn't get a second 8,000. And a lot of people, it happened twice. So whenever I saw that, it was like, Oh, you know, got, got double his stuff. So the people who got 8,000 twice, I thought they were the ones who got double, Okay, so like I I spent, you know, 
what, 6,400 of my 8,000 dust finishing up my like golden uh, mercenary uh, hero portraits. Nice. It's like, cool. You know, like I, I thought, you know, hey, I, I didn't get it the extra dust. So like, I'm fine. And then turns out the whole thing was, yeah, <laughs> was extra. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll be in the negative and then I'm not. So it's like, oh, well, the, the, at the end of the day, what, what lessons did this kind of teach us as players, right? It, it kind of taught us that, hey, if, if you get given something for free, spend it right away. Too. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> like me, me, I was just like, Oh yeah, I want these things. I've, I've been, you know, saving up my dust to eventually get there anyway. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll spend it now. Cause I've got it. It's if I knew thing. that it was, you know, going to be the, the excess was going to be wiped. Then I would have spent the uh, remaining 1600 dust as well. Yeah, well, no, I, and I think the big thing, it, it comes down to communication for me where it's like, I log into the client, it, like, especially if I'm just, you know, Joe Public or whatever, like I log into the client on my phone and I'm going to play, bam, I've got 8,000 dust six or 6,000 dust or whatever it is. And it's like, why, why did this happen? Well, yeah, I don't know. But in like, game, it didn't give an explanation one way or the other. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, there's definitely say, say in mercenaries, how they have the, the board and it says, oh, hey, there's new mercs or, oh, hey, there's a new weekly quest or whatever it is. Like, it would be great for them to have an in-game portal for news to say, uh, you know, kind of like, or even the pop-ups that say, hey, we're performing weekly maintenance on Tuesday from whatever to whatever. Say, hey, we're going to be rolling out a, a script that um, issues dust refunds for, for uh, cards that you opened that you shouldn't have. Okay. Uh, and then another one, Hey, uh, we're going to be fixing that uh, everyone, a lot of players got a lot more than they were supposed to. So we're going to be uh, doing some adjustments, but it just, there was no communication at all. It was just, Hey, here's 16,000 dust. And then a few hours later, uh, yeah, Hey, you're down to zero now. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what just happened? Why did that happen? Um, w with no communication. And uh, of course, those of us who are very plugged in to the, I don't know, the community or whatever. Um, it's mostly on Twitter is where the devs hang out. And if I'm not someone who's on there, like I, I logged into to Facebook. I don't use it much, but I have a member. I'm a member in some Hearthstone groups there. And so I'll post episodes and stuff. And I jumped yeah. in there and just everyone was just confused. But the devs don't hang out over there. And so like nobody knew. And I it, the, the whole thing, it, it just comes down to a communication issue to me, and I wish that they could improve that. I mean, I'm a little salty that I, I missed out on the opportunity to, to like, bling out a bunch of cards. I've spent so much money on it. Like, I assume I should have got back something, like, to go back down to zero. Like, how do you go from, from 8,000 times two down to zero? Like, that doesn't, I it doesn't make sense to me. But, uh, you know, whatever, it is what it is. I mean, I'm... I still enjoy the game and I'll play the game. I'm just like, God, that, that was handled poorly. Uh, so I, my, my only suggestion, if, if I want to, if I want to provide some constructive feedback, my, my feedback would be communicate a little bit better. Uh, there are some options for how to communicate in client that you could use. Do that. That's yeah. At least it would, would solve some of the, the confusion issue, but yeah. And the community managers are doing a great job of 
communicating using their platforms. Right. But if we could then get those platforms also in game so that people who aren't plugged in on those platforms receive the, uh, at the very least, the, you know, headlines of, of that communication, I think that'll solve a lot, truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Well, and it's funny. I, I also, I forget, um, and Nick had shared it on Twitter, but like, there's a whole like forum section on the Hearthstone website that I never, ever, ever look at. And <laughs> there was a link to it where they kind of explained what had happened and how the fix worked and why most people were getting nothing. And, and it was like, oh, okay. Once, you know, once I read it, it's like, all right, I, I understand, you know, like kind of unhappy now because of, of how this was rolled out, but like, I get it. Um, anyhow, I'm going to kick the dead horse over here. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that you got some cards that you were missing. Schmoopy, did you get anything? I crafted Fugan, Stalag, and Hook Tusk. Some wild cards. I'm so proud of you. And I had nice. 1,800 left, and I was sit sitting on that for a rainy day. And so when they took that and I got reset to zero and not to the negatives, I was perfectly happy to take the money and run. Hey. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hey, you know what? You know what? I it's 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 a win for you guys, and I'm a little jealous, but I'm happy for you as well. So. Hey, I, you know, it is what it is. Um, well, right. I think there's one way that we will be able to refill our dust coffers very soon. And that happens to be the today's main topic. Hey, yeah, except those of us who push the button. Oh, no. So today's main topic <laughs> is nerfs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, their patch notes, patch notes came out and I, I felt a, bit, a little bit bad as well. The, the nerfs were leaked a couple days in advance, and I, I tried to, you know, it's like, I'm not going to look at these. Yeah, yeah, I am. And then I was kind of curious if they were going to match up, uh, and they did. But anyhow, um, so patch 22.2 is coming out this Tuesday, which is January 22nd. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out in, in the patch. Um, Particularly, there's a ton of battleground stuff. If you play battlegrounds, you're gonna you're about to get a ton of new content, which which looks pretty cool. Uh, but we're not gonna talk about it. Um, uh, I, I do want to say one thing about about the battleground stuff, and that's that I'm a little disappointed that people aren't calling it the buddy system. How could they not? Like, it's right? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's the yeah, buddy the, mechanic is what they say, and I'm just like, come on, just say buddy system. That's all I wanted to say. Right. <laughs> About BGs. <laughs> the buddy system. It's so cute. So, yeah. So, Battlegrounds, tons of content. There's new stuff for duels. There's new stuff for mercenaries. Uh, and then and then the other, like, super quick bit of news is that the Lunar New Year celebration starts next week as well. Uh, there's going to be some new cosmetics. They look really nice. Uh, we'll all be getting a free Dancing Land card back. That was one of the contest ones that we talked about many episodes ago. Uh, and there's going to be... kicking rad. It, it, it looks very cool really cool uh and then there's going to be some legendary quests like the legendary daily quests and so uh, be on the lookout for that um not going to dive into any of it because uh, none of it really has anything to do with wild at all and we're a wild show but i recommend that everyone check out the, the patch notes because they go into a ton of detail about all this stuff uh, i'm going to put a link to them in chat here and they're also in our show notes if you're watching or listening later so check that out. Uh, so tonight, um, our main topic is the nerfs. So so that is that is the the, the big topic here. Uh, with this patch, there are let me see here one two three four five six seven nerfs and one buff. Uh, 
the interesting thing is we have a couple of wild exclusive nerfs, which is always interesting. And I think well, one of the things I really wanted to talk about tonight was uh, not only you know our opinions of these, but what we think the meta is going to shake up like. Did they do it right? Did they do it wrong? And, and what does the future look like going forward? Uh, I do want to spend most of the time on the wild nerfs, but I... Uh, want to cover them all because technically uh, standard cards are wild cards as well. So uh, starting out off, the first uh, nerfed card is Shadowcrafter Scabs. This is the rogue legendary hero. Uh, was It's being increased uh, from seven mana up to eight mana. There's a dev note here that says, Rogue has seen significant increases in play rate and win rate since the last patch, and Scabs is a pretty clear outlier in terms of power. We expect, we expect this change to make a fairly large impact in, in the strength of Rogue archetypes across the board. I don't know, we all note, noted that this card was super strong when we did the review. I mean, the, the battle cry, even for eight, I think is crazy good. Uh... I was playing this earlier in the Tavern Brawl, and I've got my my Druid opponent who dumped an entire board and then buffed it, and I was, uh, you know, cloaked, and then I dropped this, and then all your buffed minions, like, go away. Uh, it, it, like, this card is crazy good. Uh, Shmoopy, I know you've been playing, uh, you had took Poison Rogue to Standard Legend, right? Yeah, I, I actually just hit Standard Legend, um, God, was that yesterday? Thursday? Yeah, I hit I hit Thursday. Um, but between this and Cloak of Shadows, it was kind of an axis of evil where you'd make a big Kingsbane like like uh, weapon and uh, and whack face a couple times, and then you'd start whacking and hiding starting turn five with Cloak of Shadows, and then hiding again turn six, and Scabs turn seven would come down sort of clear the board, and then you could sort of combo off with just sort of damage from hand and burst damage and not even really need to hit the opponent face um, and OTK from 30 and win the game. So like I, everything that they hit that looks like sort of standard specific was standard specific. But I will say um, a deck that I think would have looked good in the new meta if the new meta slowed down and we're not quite getting there would have been Milrogue. And this would have been a fantastic card in Milrogue. So this might have been a, a sort of a, a incidental wild nerf, whether we, we consider what consider it one or not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That the card the card is still good, I think, too. I mean, it's uh I don't feel like it's unplayable. You know, sometimes they nerf a card and it's to the point where you you know it'll never see play again, and sometimes it's enough to, you know, mm-hmm. okay, well now it goes in a different deck, or okay, now the deck's just a little bit slower. I think that this card is still good. Um, you know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to go down the the mill rogue tinfoil hat line, but uh, I, I don't think it's dead. Um, that <laughs> you know, rogue is just super fine tuned right now, and it was I think causing a lot of uh, feels bad moments between uh, cloak of shadows, cloak of shadows, scabs, and just have three turns in a row where um, you know it the game is just unplayable or, or your, you know, your opponent won't, it's, it's that, you know, fun it and interactive, broken. uh, broken rogue stuff. And then, it is broken. yeah, well, and then the next one up is the wild paw Noel that was also, you know, this tier one rogue deck. Um, this, uh, got hit pretty hard. It was a, it, it was previously a five mana four five with rush. 
and it's being changed to now a six mana three five uh so it got hit pretty hard but you know i I saw i played it myself uh i watched blue train and nhl play this and like you could play this on turn two or whatever it is like and as a four or five with rush like it's just so difficult to deal with and uh one of the things that didn't uh i i read it somewhere and i don't have it here but i believe that they were saying that the interaction with um uh secret passage that would discount stuff um isn't going to do that anymore can i someone someone fact check me on that but i swear i read it when i was looking through the patch notes earlier slow it down so that's why they made it six and not five i think the interaction is still fine but there were some kind of funky things there were some buggy stuff with how like sometimes you added cards back to hand and its cost would increase or like its cost would randomly decrease after you've already revealed yourself to be a rogue like it had some funky stuff going on with it i think they wanted to keep it they just wanted to tone it down yeah if i recall correctly the the secret passage um interaction it was essentially doubling because it would count, of course, the um, ones uh, added to your hand, technically not drawn, but the way that Wild Paul Noel reads, added to your hand, right? Um, so added to your hand with the secret passage, but then it would also decrease whenever your original hand comes back into your hand, even though, A, you've already transformed back into a rogue, because when you play secret passage, Maestra's mask gets removed, you reveal to be a rogue, all of a sudden it's rogue cards being added back to your hand. Um, so it shouldn't be, have operated that way. And I think that in some sort of a bug patch, um, that bug was accidentally introduced. And I think that's the the part of it that is kind of being fixed. Not the uh, initial secret passage, those four cards being added to your hand, but your hand coming back into your hand at gotcha, the conclusion gotcha. of secret passages yeah. interaction. Cool. Well, you know, and, and again, this, it, it, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, I remember in the past, um, sometimes thinking that this is too much or this is not enough. And, and it turns out that they're, they're pretty good at, uh, the nerfs these days and the cards are still playable. They're just toned down a little bit. Uh, and again, this is mostly a standard card, and so I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, the next one uh, has seen some play in Wild. I don't know how much. I'm not really a rogue uh, aficionado, but um, next up is Cloak of Shadows. So this is the epic rogue spell that says give your hero stealth for one turn. Uh, it's being increased from three mana to four. The dev comment says, we're happy with Poison Rogue when it's... Uh, a niche player in the metagame, but the current play type uh, or play rate of the archetype is much higher than intended. Cloak of Shadows also combined with Shadow Crafter scabs for frustrating play experiences. Reducing the power levels of both these pieces should bring Poison Rogue's overall power level back in line. Um, do y'all know if it was this played in um, Pillager Rogue? Yes. To, yes. To, to, it, to, to buy to buy your turn, I yes. um, you know uh-huh. I kept meaning to to learn the deck and it's just hard, uh, frankly. And uh, <laughs> I I like the uh, you know the caveman decks where you you just uh, play pirates and swing face and don't have to think too hard. Uh, they they've worked quite well for me. Uh, so I, I haven't experimented with this all that much. And so I you know this this hits us a little bit. Um, I um, I was playing this in my Scimitar Rogue decks mm-hmm. because um, P- 
post quest line, the hunter can't interact with you at all. So this would actually time walk odd, odd hunters. Um, so I'd play like two copies sometimes in a list or one copy in like a King's Bane list. So if you, if you wanted to try and counter hunter, this is one of the cards to counter odd hunter, but maybe we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And it's only for a couple months, right? This, this card's up for rotation, not all that long from now. Yeah. Well, and that's a good, uh, it's a good point you make there. And historically they have taken a look at the, at the cards when they rotate to wild and you know at first it was like well how do i want to say it they they are re-examining cards to decide whether or not they want to do any additional balance changes when they go back to wild and so what what we saw last time was they're not necessarily fully reverting them to their previous format you know or versions some do some don't I wouldn't be real surprised if this went back to three in wild because it's not a problem in wild. Um, right. So this seems like an easy one to me. Um, you know, that being said, they, they never gave patches charge back. So it's, you know, they hit some and not others. So we'll see. Um, all right. The, the, the next ones up are the ones that I think are really going to impact wild. There's four in particular, and I'm just going to go in order here that they were, in the patch note. So first up is the warrior quest line. Uh, it's the raid the docks quest line in particular part two, it's called create a distraction. And so this part of the quest line previously said play two pirates. It has been updated. It now says play three pirates. And then the reward is deal two damage to random enemy twice. Uh, now the, the dev comment here is kind of funny uh and 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 interesting i mean essentially it's also very much uh this dev comment is very much directed towards standard by the way very much directed towards standard (laughs) yeah okay so here we go pirate warrior is not a power outlier at the highest ranks of play but it is standard (laughs) but it is overperforming at many of the lower ranks of play going from seven total pirates to eight total will promote deck diversity in the bronze through diamond ranks. Well, you know what they're essentially saying is bad players are doing really well with this deck and it shouldn't be happening. I mean, it's like... Pray to boat. Boat good. Boat good. The boat thing, good. The thing oh, in standard... I, I, I mean, the, the, there's not very many pirates in standard and the ones they do have cost too much, which is what I where I kind of struggle with this. And with Wild, it was like we started jamming a bunch of terrible pirates in the deck because they cost one mana and we can complete the quest so quickly. I like, we don't even care about the pirates. We just want to finish the quest because the reward is so good. And so does this impact us a whole lot? I mean, it does, but not nearly as much as it does the standard players, because I don't have to jam nightmare amalgam into my pirate warrior deck. Um, (laughs) Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I've been playing it. In in standard, I think I'm a diamond three with it, and it's like it, it it's good, you know. Um, I I think that the deck is gonna be just fine this way, and it slows it down a tiny bit. But because we have access to so many cards, I don't think it impacts it that much. Um, again, it slows it down a little bit. I don't know, uh, Schmoopy, any thoughts? I think that um, delaying that second stage, I think actually the most important stage of the pirate quest line has always been the second stage. I think yes. those two cannon shots 
when it comes to aggro on aggro, it swings so many boards um, against, uh, you know, someone like Ignite Mage that's just sitting there and like a combo that's not really interacting with board. It hits them in the face for four. Um, delaying that a turn is going to open up a sliver for some hyper-aggro strategies to kind of like sneak in and steal yeah. some percentages away from Pirate Warrior. So you're, you're kind of chewing into Pirate Warrior's direct food source. Um, uh-oh, did I freeze? No, no, you're good. Okay, I'm still good. Well, um, I can hear you anyways. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so I, I think um, this is a bigger nerf than people think. A lot, I know a lot of people who are angry and think this is a light touch. You're delaying Rakara at least a turn again in slow matchups and in fast matchups. You're not swinging the board back as quickly. So I, I think this is a significant nerf, especially when you consider the decks it's going to be going up against. Yeah. So I, I wholeheartedly agree, um, specifically because, um, yes, the the decks that, you know, I like to, to try and refine uh, can have a better shot at going under. You know, it, it does delay it. But also, um, A, this deck was, this nerf was meant for standard, right? Um, Questline Warrior in Wild obviously was was much more powerful than in standard and um this nerf the, the with the, the the other balance changes affecting wild you have a lot better of a chance at targeting questline warrior like period like oh like big can, time you can actively counter that and um this nudge directed towards standard will also nudge us. And like I said, if I'm trying to go under, this particularly helps me. If I'm trying to, you know, the delaying in general, it's less impactful for us than it is for standard because our pirates are cheaper and our cheaper pirates are more impactful. Um, but really just this... For us, it's a little bit bit more of just a nudge. Um, however much it's that nudge is impactful, um, the this being part of the landscape of the other balance changes, I think, is what's most impactful for Pirate Warrior itself because Pirate Warrior is more counterable um, than some of the other things that are being more radically nudged <laughs> to say the least <laughs> and and I, I think that that's kind of where this this really shines through not not to discount the uh importance of that second step it's huge this will slow it down and make it to where something that was a, an unfavorable matchup against you know something like aggro druid um this this may make it uh much more at parity because i can go under it with that aggro druid um, so the nerf in a, in a bubble, in, in a vacuum, is still impactful. But as part of the landscape, I think it'll change a lot more um, than just that particular nudge in and of itself. Yeah. Well, and I want to touch on the, the kind of meta predictions um, as a whole, like after we've covered the, the other few cards, because... Um, well, I think we've all got a few thoughts on where it's going to go. And this, well, next month is going to be very interesting. I'll say that. Uh, all right. So let me let me move along. 
the next card is Encanter's Flow. This is this card has been now nerfed twice, and so um, <laughs> I don't know. This, I this is probably now way too expensive to even run. In my opinion, it's just I don't. Anyways, way back when when it came out, it cost two, and that was like <laughs> it was just amazing, right? And then it and then it was three, and it's been three, and it's still playable, no problem. And uh, now it's being increased to four, four mana. So uh, Encounter Flow says reduce the cost of spells in your deck by one. Uh, the dev comment says when combo mages play Encanter's Flow on an early turn, they can assemble their game-winning combo at a very, very fast rate. Similar to our goals for combo-based decks in the previous patch, pushing Encanter's Flow up a mana will slow down combo mages by a turn or two, giving slower strategies a better chance to thrive in the overall meta. Uh, this card is definitely played in uh, a handful of different mage decks in wild at four mana. I, I think it's basically unplayable. That's 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 my hot take on it. I I just I I don't you know the only way it's good is if you play it like right away. You know if you draw this later, it's it's just bad. Uh, I, I I like re reduction, but. Four, four mana is way too slow for us, I think. Sheep, what do you think? Yeah, I think fundamentally in the Encanter's Flow nerf is aimed towards Mozaki Mage and Standard. That said, we were playing Encanter's Flow at three in our format. This in conjunction with the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Apprentice nerf will both be impactful for us. I'm not sure with the the Sorcerer's Apprentice nerf if we were going to really be running Encanter's Flow in a whole lot anyway, um, just because the the things that we were normally trying to do with that that strategy are no longer going to be as present at the very least. Um, it's going to be much more of the kind of Timmy play style, which is fun, but not necessarily uh, competitively. Uh, a juggernaut, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I think that this is impactful as part of the landscape. It's something that will will still be viable for those kind of flashy, you know, the, the, the Timmy decks. If you're trying to pull off a particular combo where you need to get Encanter's Flow and have X, Y, or Z... Um, spells still in your deck so you're just discounting things like it still has has a place but that place being much more kind of aimed towards the not necessarily meme decks but kind of meme decks right those those uh fringe strategies that are are more for fun than for competitive viability and i think that's really a healthy place for this card to be at and i kind of hope that it stays at four whenever it rotates <laughs> what do you think schmoopy um, I would say that this card is dead and buried, but I'm going to play Devil's Advocate for a minute. I thought Mechathune Warlock was dead when they nerfed Rod, and Rod is still the nuts. And this discounts more mana than Rod, technically. So I I, I want to say that it's it's dead and buried in the in the style of play that we're currently using it, like in in, in like an APM Mage because APM Mage. I don't know unless Corbett can like you know. I don't know, do some black magic or something like that and make that still somehow playable. Um, Ignite doesn't use this. Narrator. 
he can. <laughs> it, it is Corb after <laughs> all. So like I, I like I wanna I wanna write it off. I wanna kill it off. Uh, but I, I, I can't bring myself to because I just it's so much mana cheat. Like on even on turn four, you have so many cards left in your deck usually. Um, and all those cards are discounted now. So I don't I, I, I can't quite write it off, but uh, I wouldn't play it until someone much smarter than me would play it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I the next one is the big one, right? I don't yeah. particularly uh I don't think I particularly had a problem with um Encanter's Flow at three. It was more of Sorcerer's Apprentice that was kind of ruining everything for me. Oh, and funny thing here, look, I, I blocked it out of my uh, I didn't even add the the image to the <laughs> to OBS here. Whoops. <laughs> I'm adding it, I'll add it right now. I have it. Here we go. I just don't have the the flashy fade in. There we go. I, I have it. There, there we go. Oh, there uh, yeah, it's there. So here's the big one, right? The one, the, the one we've all been waiting for. This is Sorcerer's Apprentice, the bane of uh, everybody's existence for years and years and years. And really interesting here. Uh, kind kind of something funny was that all of these cards had. Um, in the patch notes, they all had a dev comment except this one, and and, and my thought is like, well, maybe it just goes without saying, you know. This is like, uh, it's kind of funny. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, no, no. In what? the the dev comment for Rapid Fire, they they mention both uh, Rapid Fire and Sorcerer's Apprentice, so oh, they're, well, they're kind there of lumped in together. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. I, I know I missed that. See, that's what I get for copy pasting. Uh, so. Long story short, Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, was two mana, three, two. It says that your spells cost one less. And what we would typically see is that you play two of these and then you play a Molten Reflection or something else that will copy it. And then all of the sudden, all your spells cost zero and you can kill your opponent in one turn. Whether that's playing uh, Antonitis and Fireballs, whether that's playing um, Drek'thar and Flame Wakers and doing you know your APM style or whether that's jamming it in Ignite Mage and and just drawing your whole deck and uh and blasting out your opponent um so it was previously two mana it's being nerfed to four mana and it's it's really interesting the the buff i you know on, on first or excuse me the nerf did i just say buff wow um <laughs> I, I i'm i'm not sure what to think of it i'm kind of curious to know if it will be good enough like blue train saying here ice uh mage runs two ice blocks you know you can stall uh long enough if you have to agree uh, with magister dong grasp by the way true yeah yeah potentially so here's the interesting piece you know when i first saw this my my, my gut reaction was like i'm disappointed what i what i wanted this card to say is uh you know i don't really care about the mana cost it's that your spells can't be reduced below one and so, hey, you just can't play a bunch of zero-cost stuff. And um, Jack had an interesting comment on it. Let me pull it up here because I, I didn't. I don't have the screenshot, but I think it was interesting. And um, mm, oh, come on! I I have it here. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, so here's what Jack says. Um, 
he said, well, that this would just make that card useless. This way, it can still do broken stuff. It's just way later in the game and without Drek'thar pulls. Yeah. Which I think is a good point. Um, and so, you know, we go back to the goofy Ixar saying, right? Wild is just that. Wild. You can play all your old fun, fun old decks. And, and um, what I don't like is, is dying on turn five to an Ignite Mage who is able to cycle through their whole deck and, and OTK me super quick. Um, reducing stuff like... Uh, it didn't feel as bad to lose to the old school like Exodia Mage because they had to draw through their whole deck and then they had to play a, a, a turn with um, Emperor Thorison Emperor. To, to reduce everything. And it's like, I mean, you could kind of see it coming and there was some potential workarounds, but it was a lot slower where uh, I think the earliest I've lost to Ignite is like turn four. And it's, you know, it just feels awful. And... This, I guess their their solution didn't nuke the card. It, it makes it significantly slower, and I think that the the play rate of of mage, especially like APM and ignite mage, will almost immediately uh, like drop off the board. I mean, I may have a couple people try it still. You can't play it with Drek'thar anymore; it just won't work. And so there's that. Um, you know, can you still play ignite? Well, probably. I mean it. It has a lot of draw. It has a lot of cycle. It has a lot of tutors, and so you know maybe it just slows it down a couple of turns. I don't know. So t- time will tell. I'm kind of curious to see what happens. The interesting piece, um, you know, in my brain, the thought was, can't you just reduce or can't you just change it to say can't reduce below one? But uh, you know, I I I understand that's easier said than done. Uh, good example of this right i i work in in, uh like the legal department right and i work very frequently with the people in the like the computer tech department the isd folks and i want the computer to do the thing and i will say hey can't just make it do this you know just just change it from this to that you know can't you just whatever um can't you just copy and paste the spreadsheet and uh and the the (laughs) response the response is always like it's not that simple like it it is it's it requires coding. It requires updates, and then you look at things like, well, okay, do we have to change other cards? Um, like uh, I, I can't think of the name of it. It's the priest card, right? That that reduces the the spells. Oh yeah, radiant elemental. Yeah, there you go. And so it's like, well, then do we have to make these um, consistent, and do we have to update other stuff? And um, I, so this is like the easy fix. Like they can jump in and change the mana cost. Easy peasy. Uh, I guess my biggest question is like, is this enough? Um, you know, at first glance, I think probably it is, but you know, we'll see. I, I don't, I don't have a, a lot else to say aside from like, we'll see how it turns out. And I'm, I'm interested. I'm just happy that it got hit. Um, uh, my bigger discussion piece is like, all right, what comes next? But we gotta, we gotta touch a couple more cards first, but, uh, Shmoopy, what are your thoughts on this card? Um, I think the devs' hearts are in the right place. I mean, I, I, I think this is a step towards trying to prevent Wild from becoming what Ixar said it would eventually degenerate into a couple months ago when we were in the Seedlock meta and we were told, well, I mean, at some point, Wild's just going to be a bunch of degenerate combos and hyper-aggro and that's it. And this is sort of a, a 
proof positive that no, I mean, you can you can slow things down and you can take steps to stop them from happening. And Sorcon two to Sorcon four, I think, is a really big deal. Drekbar can't hold it, uh, can't can't pull it. Um, you can't combo as early with Ignite Mage. Yet another toxic deck. I guess I took the legend this month. Sorry, guys. Um, but it it is funny that I'm you know it, depending on what the landscape looks like. Uh, the noises I'm hearing from players I trust, I know I've seen I've seen Blue Train say it in chat, I've seen Otters say it, you know, Ignite Mage, Minion Ignite Mage isn't dead. Now, that wasn't what the cheater players were, were playing. The cheater players were playing a spell version, and this significantly slows that down. Um, but if everything else is slow, is this enough? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I like it. I think it's a good nerf. I think it does future-proof the format. Uh, in the near term, though, maybe it's going to be a little painful still because, like you said, they didn't give it the the war song treatment. They didn't say not below one, right? So it can still do the broken thing. So we'll have to see. I initially really like this nerf. I think it's a good nerf. I still think it's a good nerf. Um, and I'm still going to, you know, probably play a little Ignite to send her off. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree on all counts. Um, the putting it to four and keeping Drekthar from being able to just like pull Zork out without eliminating the combo potential is I, I think what we need right now. And then we can see about, you know, collecting data, see where it is at that point. I think that it's good to have combo in the game. I think it's good to have you know, as as part of that that rock paper scissors, right? Combo shouldn't be super duper ridiculously fast. Like it's going to happen fairly consistently on turn four, and I think that that is what this nerf does more than anything else is keep it. You know, keep you from just dropping Drekthar and giddy up, let's go. And I think that that is the the biggest boon from from this nerf. I mean. Yes, you can still go infinite. Yes, you can still do all that. And I think that as long as it's slowed down enough, then yeah, it can still be powerful and it's good to have strong decks. It It's just not going to be what it has been. And that I, I think that's important, right? And the the mana increase, yes, it's it, it's kind of an elegant solution because yes, it's, on the coding side, one of the easier, you know, things to to implement without going through massive rule changes and 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 ways in which other cards interact. But also, it it keeping it keeping Drekthar from pulling it is just exactly what we need. The fact that now it's four, even if you just get it in your hand, regardless of how Drekthar interacts, if Drekthar is just not part of the equation, period. It slows it down still. I think that this is this is what we need right now, for sure. And and I think that once we're able to get some more data, once we're able to see what Sork on like with at four mana does, we'll we'll see whether it needs an, another nudge or anything. But I, I honestly don't think it will. Cause, you know, yeah. It doesn't kill the deck. It just makes it more fair. Yeah, and that's kind of what we wanted, right? 
I mean, that's what I wanted, at least. <laughs> Speaking of killing the deck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's our last nerf. And uh, this is to rapid fire. So uh, pour, pour one out for uh, Odd Hunters. I hit Legend with that deck at least twice, maybe more. I'd have to check. But uh, this previously was a, a one-mana Hunter spell that had twin spell deal one damage. And it is now a uh, twin spell, two mana deal, two damage. And so rip Odd Hunter because this is not odd. <laughs> so, um, you know, does this kill that deck? I kind of think so. Like this was arguably like the best card in the deck, right? Because it, you're looking at the number of times you're able to do spell damage versus, you know, not the amount of spell damage. And so... Being able to do two pings for one card um, it's just amazing, especially when you can discover it from tracking or something else, uh, or when you're trying to combo off, um, whether it's with, uh, you know, after you've completed the quest or with Auction Master Beardo, um, you know. That being said, uh, this is this is wild, and over time, they there will be other spells that have odd costs, and so maybe the deck comes back, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to read the dev comment, and, and you're right, um, Sheep, I, I missed this earlier. They touch on both Sorcerer's Apprentice and Rapid Fire. So the dev comment says, The Rapid Fire and Sorcerer's Apprentice changes are targeted at some of the strongest decks in the current wild metagame to improve the long-term overall health of the format. Both of these balance adjustments are aimed at the decks with extremely efficient from-hand damage, which puts big constraints on which strategies can find success in wild. By removing power here, the format should open up for a few more viable archetypes to see play and for the wild format to slightly slow down overall. Yeah, that's a little bit what I'm afraid of, to be honest. So I, I mean, the deck is super good. Frankly, got kind of tired of seeing it all the time. And that is why, you know, decks like uh, Cthulhu Druid were... Like I don't mind seeing an odd hunter. Uh, when I when I was playing, <laughs> I had seventy one percent win rate. Like up to legend with it, it was great. Like oh, let's just get fifty armor, and, and I don't care. You can play all your spells. You you can put a big dent, but like I will just keep buffing and buffing and buffing and, um, and so, uh. But anyways, I guess my question is, does this card kill that deck? And I think the the answer, at least for me, is temporarily yes. Uh, we're already kind of struggling for good spells to play in in Hunter anyways. Hunter has no draw, and so we're adding all these uh, tradable cards. And but but to take what's arguably the best spell in that deck and not be able to play it anymore uh, hits it pretty hard. So I think uh, Odd, Odd Questline Hunter is going to be taking a back seat for a while. But I don't know. What do you think, Sheep? So I think rapid fire costs two. I think quick shot costs two. I think that there are a decent number of damage spells that cost two. Just e even quest hunter. Well, I guess you can't be even. You could just do quest hunter without the. Can uh, just do quest hunter. Yeah, yeah that's exactly do... what I'm thinking. Yeah, just be hey. slow because because two, two damage a ping is is a lot less mm -hmm. than three. But but you know, will it be as good as odd quest hunter? No. Uh, absolutely not. No, uh, definitely not. 
but there are possibilities for it to still be viable. Um, and, and I think that that's exciting that perhaps the non-odd version may be viable for a bit. Yeah. I, I'm excited about that. Um, getting side, excited about Questline Hunter like feels interesting. Like it's a few months ago. Uh, like, all right. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you. I hadn't thought of that. And um, maybe, maybe it works. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested to, to see. I, I think I'm going to try it out. Is it going to be good? Eh, maybe, maybe not. Is it going to be fun? Yeah. Am I going to run rapid fire in it? You know, I honestly don't know because two mana, yes, still twin spell, but two mana deal two damage. Do I really want to do that? Maybe just because it progresses the quest line so efficiently, being a, a twin spell card. But it's inefficient in mana for damage dealt, right? So I, I don't know if Rapid Fire is going to make the cut in that. Probably so, just because of how efficiently it progresses the quest line. But it might not. And that's kind of exciting that the best card in odd questline hunter when i'm thinking about this non-odd version that i'm just kind of been theory crafting in, in in my head like may or may not even run the card that was <laughs> nerfed to begin with and, and that's kind of a cool an, an exciting prospect too yes odd questline hunter i think is taking a, a, a back seat until more damage gets printed Mm -hmm. I, I think that's at this point with how homogenized that deck has, has made the format. I think that's a good thing. Um, I mean, I'm not just saying that because the decks that I like to play just get eaten alive <laughs> by a hard quest line hunter. But I, whenever I see an odd quest line hunter, I, I feel like, Oh great. Like Nate was saying that he has a, a 71%, uh, win rate against them i'm thinking mine might be 17 so, <laughs> yeah I, i'm glad to see this change because it, it'll it will change the meta it will change the the landscape of what we're seeing on 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 a day-to-day -day basis um and that's exciting seeing seeing it get shaken up i'm really excited to see see where where the format goes so what do you think schmoopy um, I think it's a great temporary band-aid because the real root of the problem is probably the quest line itself. Um, like you guys said, like it just, it's a matter of time until they reprint something like rapid fire where, and it, and it costs one and it doesn't matter what it deals. I mean, it could be power crept by then. Like they might make a, like, you know, they might make a spell that's like a sinister strike keyword new keyword blank do the same thing again sometime and now you're right back in the same boat with odd hunter so i i, I think it's it's a good temporary band-aid um i think the questline hunter itself is going to be a fun deck to do i mean you can like run like dragon bane in that thing like you can do you can do some really silly stuff i actually lost to one once that was running azalina soul priest uh soul thief and i was a i was a jade druid and it got my UI, and I don't know if you guys know this, but Ultimate Infestation is pretty good for Questline Hunter. Um, <laughs> so, I bet. So, like, I, I, 
I think it's a good it's a good near to medium turn band-aid for what the problem is, which is which is the, the hunter quest line. Um unless Odd Hunter can somehow pivot to be more facey and less control. Um going back to maybe some more that the you know, I'm not saying leper gnomes, but you know, the, that kind of like more more damage efficient uh cards slotted in with the quest line as a as a support feature then maybe it's not dead but otherwise it, it looks pretty dead to me dog like and i think they knew what they were doing when they hit this card this card was so important i had two copies of it in my like highlander version of Questline hunter that i made just to sort of make fun of all the dumb cards people put in Questline hunter right Those <laughs> cards that, like you know like you know people are putting like strange things um I saw like you know the three mana the three one uh, like mini mage that has stealth and plus two spell damage like just just weird stuff, and so I I threw that in Dire Entertainment Bram in it with two copies of of, of Rapid Fire because it's that important for the quest. So like it, it is an effective nerf. It's just it's 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 putting a it's putting a cap on the bottle. I don't know if it's you know necessarily sending the genie away forever though. Yeah, no, no, agreed, agreed. But, you know, as things progress in the future, th there will always be, you know, different things. And will this revive to the point that it can compete with whatever the new cool thing is? I don't know. I mean, time will tell. The quests in general are, are just so good. Like the rewards in particular for Hunter and Warrior are, are absurdly good because they're... Um, you know, static effects for the rest of the game where some of the effects for the other quest lines are not nearly as impactful. So, yeah, yeah I, I can see particularly after rotation, particularly hunter and warrior, I can see those quest lines being reconfigured a little bit because in standard there, neither one is, is really a problem. Like warrior yeah, has more play at some of the, the lower ranks just because the um, it's a proactive game plan. It makes sense. It's it's something that you can put together and have be, you know, relatively proactive. Yeah, okay. But it, it doesn't succeed at the higher levels because there are better things to do in, in standard without the deeper card pool. Um, so I can see once both of those quests, really all the quests have rotated that they may be reconfigured a little bit in wild because right now if they were to try and balance either of those at the quest stage um it would just kill them in in standard altogether and th they have a roadmap for for standard you know that they really do and these quest lines may or may not feature down the line i i don't know i i haven't seen their roadmap um <laughs> So not taking it away from them, but also this change here, keeping it to where it's not oppressive here either, I, I think is really exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, I mean, we have... Could, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, carry on. No, no, you're good. It surprises with this mini set, which is, hey, look, a reprint to Rapid Fire, <laughs> and really, like, all along, it's been a giant debate where, like, we <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know it's it the devs know what's coming we don't so like right. I, I i trust them on this nerf this is going to be enough but like you know you, you don't know what's coming no that's true that's true uh you know they have future vision but at the same time we've seen many times that they um uh, 
don't always necessarily thoroughly play test and for for wild and so you know i'll never forget when um oh god i can't think of the name now uh uh the the druid spell that draws a you know seven eight nine ten mana cost card um Oh yeah, Juicy Psych Melon. Yeah, yeah, you know, this is like, when we saw Juicy Psych Melon, I was like, hmm, you know, like this draws Aviana and Coon and this and this. It's like, well, awesome, now I can just pull my entire combo, thanks. Uh, <laughs> it was like, and y'all didn't think about that or didn't care about it? Like, and so I don't know we'll see what happens. I mean, this is a, this definitely is a very immediate impactful shakeup for sure. Uh, want to talk about the, the kind of incoming meta, but I want to talk about our one buff card be, before we get into that. And so, uh, there is one card that's getting updated. I almost missed this was Rokara, the Valorous. Uh, so this is the warrior hero card was a uh, seven mana gain five armor and they're updating it to now gain 10 armor instead. The battle cry is equipped a 5-2 unstoppable force. And what that weapon does is when you attack into a minion, that minion then attacks the enemy hero. And so, you know, if you're like, you know, it's interesting. I, I actually like I was just I had my daily quest was for warrior wins. And so I I prayed to boat and built a pirate warrior deck in, in standard i went to hs replay and and just sorted by highest win rate and i know that's sometimes a mistake because there's not always the uh largest um pool of data for the highest win rate but anyways the reason that i used that one is because it was basically the normal pirate warrior with list with rokara the valorous jammed into the top of it and i was like I want to play this card. I, I, I want to play it. I haven't really had a chance to play around with it. And, uh, and so I played it and it is a ton of fun. Uh, what I like about it is, you know, my, my opponent sitting here at, um, you know, 10 ish health or whatever. And they play a, a giant taunt minion and I smash into it and then it attacks face. And I was like, yeah, okay, you know, take that, you know, get around your taunt right there. And then now my hero power does two damage to the face or to whatever I want. And that is much better than gaining two armor, I'll tell you that. And so, like, I got, like, and then, and then I did my little experiment. I was like, hey, if I, does honorable kill work when you do it to a, your opponent? Yes, it does. Uh, and so I, I had some card, you know, it was like honorable kill, um, gain armor or whatever it was, you know, and uh, on this. And so I did my two damage the honorable kill like ticked off and then i and then i won the match i was like oh this is cool okay now i mean i don't think that this is any sort of meta breaker for wild i i do think that it makes it potentially more viable in the long run and where you probably end up seeing this is some combo decks where you need armor or the dead man's hand cult will will add it to the deck or something like that because it's it's got some utility and and it's just a cute card I don't think it's going to have any impact on the wild format, like almost whatsoever, but I don't mind the buff. Uh, let me get into y'all's opinion, but I'll read the dev comment super quick first. It says, Rokar is one of the less viable hero cards right now. We want each class to have exciting play options, so we're increasing her armor to give her more leeway swinging into high attack minions and to better synergize with some of Warrior's armor-focused cards. Yeah, like that one that... Uh, gains plus three plus three in charge right 
Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I put that on my listener series deck, uh, and then never drew it. So unfortunately, but anyways, yeah. Any any thoughts on this? No, sheep. Let me let me pass it to you first. Yeah. Um, so more armor means that I can swing into a minion, and that minion can go face. That minion can be bigger. That seems like a good buff. Uh, is it going to be super duper competitive? Probably not. So um, I don't really have too much to say about this one. Um, I think it's a good good buff. I hope that we see more of Rukara the Valorous. But I know someone who does have a lot more to say about this buff. So I'm going to turn it over to Shmoopy Daddy. I'm the only one who likes this card who plays wild. I'm 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 positive. I'm the only one. I I, I like it. I just hadn't played it because I looked at my you know I looked at this and I was like, eh, it's not good enough. I, I mean, I finally played it, but like, it, you know, it's fun. I can't think of a deck in wild to put it in, but but anyways, okay, so it, it is I odd like, cost. So there's that. I want you to imagine this. Um, well, so if you're if you're drinking the the dead man's hand Kool Aid, right? This automatically makes Shield Shatter cost zero. That's the ten mana um, reduce its cost by however much armor you have. Deal five to the board. So automatically, you can think of this if if you have Shield Shatter in your hand or you're playing two copies because you're a dead man's hand. All of a sudden, this battle cry now reads seven mana. Equip the you know unstoppable force. Gain ten armor. Deal five to the board. That's pretty good synergy with the cards that you've got this card has the shadow priest hero power with upside um you know you can use it to go face i didn't realize it went face the first time i used her i was like oh i can i can point this face um but often in standard when i'm, I'm mostly playing her in pirate warrior um which i put in right away right away because i i thought oh there's always big stuff in my way let me smash that big stuff into my opponent's face um you can cannibalize your own what deck. A what a champ. I love it. <laughs> Glorious. You can, you can cannibalize your own board because the Juggernaut prints so many two health pirates that like once they're done swinging face, you need board space anyway. Pop, now I got four more armor. If you you know, if you're really in one of those grindy battles. Um No, but like whenever I've played this card, I this card feels like especially the Unstoppable Force, the Unstoppable Force is insane. Um if Pirate Warrior has is forced to slow down because it it just it can't. Uh, we have to play it out, right? Like right now, we're all going to play the hyper small pirates, create a boat, get there as fast as we can. Um, but if that's not good enough, and we start putting in sky barges, and we start putting in sword eaters, and we start putting in good pirates back into the deck that slow the deck down, I'd be interested to see if this becomes Snowfall Guardian tech. Like, if you're going to freeze my entire board and make a giant thing, and I've been smorking you the entire time, maybe this becomes incorporated as a finisher. Um, and it's not going to be in every Pirate Warrior deck. Can you it's imagine swinging it into, like, a 15-15 and you just win because of that? Oh, my God. Why not? Why not? I've been swayed. That, that's I, a really I had, good reason. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, to be honest with you. I, I The first time I played it, I played it against an Evenlock who had been tapping, 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 tapping. He had giants on the board. I killed him with his own giant. And on if the meta is going to slow down, and let's say you, you play this on nine, right? It's not just you're hitting them with whatever size minion they have. Your hero power can also go face. So it's whatever you're hitting them with plus two. 
And worst case scenario, the Unstoppable Forge deals five damage. Like it's not Leroy, but it's 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 <laughs> it's an Arcanite Reaper. Like th I think this hero card is good, but I'm the only one who does. Which means you should immediately distrust everything I say, <laughs> and, and not yeah. drink the Kool Aid, and not get baited by Schmoopy, and do something else. But I, I, I see utility for this, and I've, I, I, I really do think it's a good card. Um, I think it's underplayed because it's underwhelming when you compare it to what the other hero cards are doing. But I don't think yeah. Warrior needs any help in our format, so well. I, I like. It's it's interesting that you brought up the point though about the Snowfall Guardian because this is sort of a, a good segue into uh, just a quick peek and and we're you know t towards the end of the show here but I wanted to kind of have a little meta prediction here and so my thought was you know if if Ignite Mage and APM Mage kind of fizzle out you know we could see Ignite Mage maybe but it goes from tier one down to you know tier three or bottom of tier two or whatever because it's significantly slowed down you know you still got two two to three ice blocks and and a bunch of tutor draw so the deck i don't think is dead but but it's significantly uh, slower you've got your used to yeah so you know no, it's definitely slower right pirate warriors getting slowed down and so you know still good but slower uh odd odd questline hunter is basically dead i think at least temporarily and so what does that leave? You know, we, we already saw kind of a switch in the meta to combat those decks in the, the most recent, you know, freeze, shutterwalk, shaman stuff, uh, which is, uh, what is that? I think mentalistic, uh, called it like tech, tech W, which I thought was pretty funny uh, <laughs> because it's all tech cards. Right. And, and, uh, and then on the other hand, I've got Cthune Druid. And, and so these are more control heavy armored you know, stalled tech type of, of decks that are, are slow and grindy and they needed to be there to combat the more aggressive decks. And now that those decks are taking a back seat or gone entirely, it's like, or is it like welcome to control hell now? Like the Cthune Druid uh, mirror matches are awful. I, I mean, they're kind of fun, but like they're kind of awful. And if that's all that we're looking at, um, you know, that being said, uh, it's, it's, we're towards the end of January right now. We'll have a mini set in a month. We'll have, uh, another expansion in early April. And so, you know, maybe this is what the next two months look like, but maybe less, we'll see how much the mini set, uh, does a shake up and and um you know we'll see it, it leaves things in a very weird state though where the control decks didn't get touched and uh, the aggro decks are basically dead and it's like oh okay okay what what happens now and uh, the answer is i don't know shaman is still very good druid is still very good uh, yeah, I don't know. Control meta is hard. I, what I don't like about it is, you know, playing a 20 minute game and, and losing. It's like, well, there's, there's, um, you know, 20 minutes of my day that I'll never get back. I, I don't this know. This is why Kelt and uh, Shadow Reaper Anduin will still be a thing. <laughs> 
Hey, I mean, I, hey, I wonder if like, hey, does Reno Lock come back? Does Reno Priest come back? I mean, I don't know. Hey, Shmoopy, does Secret Mage come back? <laughs> Everybody keeps asking me this. Um, it's because you're the expert. It's all. I, I mean, because we like I'm the expert. Uh, I, you know, it has been quietly playable in this meta, in kind of weird forms. Like I had a lot of success in Stormwind, playing the weird Chinese. Uh, version that used to Cadgar and Conjurer's Calling, mm-hmm. and basically you play like one quarter creeper, and like the high roll is it costs nothing, and you play you know you throw down Chad, you throw down Conjurer's Calling, and you make a bunch of things because stat bombs were good in this in in Stormwind because there's no there was no removal for them right like the Demon Seed for all its faults like really couldn't like the Giants version like if you just popped a bunch of stats down like unless they broomed away your board they died. Right? That's why Clown Paladin was kind of okay. Pirate Warrior can't deal with a bunch of big things. That's why Combo Priest is so good against it. Mm-hmm. Um, Lot Hunter can't deal with a bunch of big things at once. It can deal with one or two big things. That's fine. Um, so I, it's been like playable in forms, even in like the more conventional form, as long as you sort of dodge Pirate Warrior. But even it's okay in the Pirate Warrior if you run Flame Ward. And at some point, you just say, okay, well, I'm going to face race you, and you're going to be racing to boat, but boat is slow, uh, and I can, you know, fireball you or smack you with four fours or five fives. So, like, I don't think it does, because I'm not convinced that double fireball and eight's going to be good enough anymore. I'm not convinced that early game's good enough anymore. Um, I'm interested to try Ben from Work's list, because he was running that, uh, the Battle Master with upside that reduces a spell from your hand from this expansion that people are like it's gonna bring secret mage back um but i don't think the early game is strong enough not until they're doing some sort of like you know broken thing like a one drop that's that's tutoring a secret and playing it or or it it needs something more modern to make it more playable now i'm just i'm not i'm not convinced i'm not hopeful i think it's going to be fringe playable but i think it's going to be so fringe playable that it's just going to be frustrating for even for me for, for me to play it unless i'm just having a lark so I wouldn't, I, I, I don't think it does, but I wouldn't be shocked if it does. Because it's just, it's close now, but it needs help. It needs a lot of help. Yeah. No, I would look, I would look more at like Cute Lock. I'd look more at like Shadow Priest. Probably really hard at Shadow Priest. Aggro Druid. Hey. Agro. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I mean... Agro Priest uh, is a good deck, and so is Agro Druid, actually. So, I mean, I, I guess we'll see. I, I'll be interested. Uh, I, I'm happy that I'm not the one writing the the Tempo Storm meta snapshots, and we'll see what our what our friends over there <laughs> do with it. And, and uh, it's going to be a greed fest. I think everybody dusts off their like greedy Reno decks. Like you know, the LPGs all come out of hiding, and they're like, "Yeah, play LPG." And then, like you know, I'll play Odd Demon Hunter and kill them on turn five. So like it, it, but at the same time, I'm going to be auto conceding against druids, unless the druids don't have a you know have a brown hero power, and then maybe I'll I'll play it out to see if they're aggro druid or if they're <laughs> dune druid, right? Like it, it it's 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 going to be it might be a very polarizing, very s- slow as molasses meta, um, where you know it might be fun climbing because if you're an aggro deck, you're going to know very soon whether or not you should concede the game or not. You're gonna jam a lot of games real quick. Like, uh huh. That's how I got day one legend with a 10x multiplier. <laughs> but it could, be, it could be brutal if the if the best two decks are free shaman 
uh, which should never be the best deck in any format. That, that plays <laughs> the way it plays. The best two decks are Free Shaman and and you know Dirtle Druid. Whether it's Cthulhu Druid or it's Linecracker Druid, because Linecracker Druid farms Cthulhu Druid. So like if it's if it's Slow Druid and Shaman are the best decks in the format. Oh, oh man, dust off your plate breakers. <laughs> Not something <laughs> we should ever. Say. Wow. The end is coming. <laughs> yeah. Like, I always have this feeling whenever we get these nerfs or ever get a new cards or new expansion, it's just like, what fresh hell awaits? <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, to <laughs> be honest, like, hope all ye who enter here. <laughs> fresh hell awaits. The mini set can't be too far off, and so we'll, we'll we'll be in for that in another. I don't know, three or four weeks, probably. Like, it can't be very long. Seven. The 14? Probably. Something like sheep that. Has sheep has the historical sheep. Should be relatively soon. I'd, I'd have to dig into the data. Yeah, the I Mercs... don't have it up in front of me right now. The Mercs, Mercs release Mercs. kind of messed everything up a tiny bit, but I, I mean, yeah. it can't wait too long because, uh, you know, if we're, we're almost to February and the new set will come out the first week of April... Typically, they don't, you know, they but, don't tend to do two full months of the same meta. Like they tend to like try to release content so that you don't get like a full climb in the same in the same like three full climbs in the same meta. Like sometimes it works out. Like Barons was kind of like that. Like I sort of snuck into Legend just before um, Stormwind came out because um, that came out on like a third, like a, like the third, the fourth day of the month, fifth day of the month. Yeah, so, like, you yeah, right before, yeah. Right before. But they tend to not want to do that. They tend to, I feel like they, they want to kind of like break up climbs three months in a row so that it doesn't get too stale, which I appreciate. But it also means they're like pushing, they're pushing a really crazy pace. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Time time will tell. Uh, all right, well, talking about uh, <laughs> change of pace, let's talk about our listener series this week because... We've got some. This 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 was an exciting week for for the listener series. Uh, our our challenge was was crazy enough to the point that it 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 caused us to really take a, a deep dive into what cards we wanted to let people play. And uh, I will just pass it off to Sheep, who can explain it uh, more eloquently than I can. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for those of you who may not be familiar or missed last season's listener series, the Born to Be Wild listener series is, of course a free wild Hearthstone tournament series with custom deck building restrictions each week. Um, this week's challenge, the custom deck building restrictions this go around is called two keywords and was submitted by diamond. So um, the uh, two keywords were a little bit more uh, tricky than we ever, uh, initially thought. So, um, Two keywords, they're not contingent on one another. The the kind of differentiation between the two, we were kind of fielding questions for a while. People who were legitimately trying to, to find out cards that worked and cards that didn't. And eventually, Nate and I caved and we reviewed all of the minions in the entire in Wild Hearthstone. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just. I'll just do this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, 
it's like that SpongeBob meme, like four hours later. <laughs> um, so we we made a, a spreadsheet of all of the um, legal minions for this week. So um, that was really <laughs> exciting to go through and see all of the minions. And I thought that uh, I, I I discovered some secret spice. And uh, right before our show, uh, Ginger Ninja uh, defeated me 3-1. So, uh, hey, I, I got one win, which was nice. <laughs> but, uh, that you know, Ginger, fantastic person. So glad glad to, to take, take the L there. But after the show tonight, we will be casting the match between reigning listener series champion, Jordan MG, and the rotted zombie. Nice. So, um, if you're watching the stream live, we will stream this right after the show, so stay tuned. If you're catching this on the replay, Nate posts the cast casted matches on YouTube shortly. So um, if this is on YouTube and you're watching there, one, hi, YouTube. Um, there will be another video with the, the, the match there. And if you're listening on the podcast platform, hey, check out YouTube because Nate will have posted the the match there. That's so the <laughs> um, check it out. It's gonna be a really good one. Um, Jordan is phenomenal, and I mean, Rotted Zombie is also phenomenal. So I can't wait to see this clash of the titans. Yes, yeah, yeah. Very excited for this one. It, it's gonna be. It's going to be great. And uh, having kind of a sneak peek at the deck lists earlier, like y'all in for a treat. We will cover it after the show uh, independently, but very, very excited. Very excited for this one. So yeah, if we're, for more information, yeah, check out our website. Uh, again, bornspewildhs.com. There's more information about the listener series there. And um, yeah, very, very excited about it. Uh, last up for the show, we've got our weekly challenge. And so for those of you who missed it last week's episode, we were talking about Druid. Uh, primarily, you know, uh, like I just finished my Legend Climb with Cthune Druid. Um, and uh, Sheep, of course, is the uh, expert in aggro Druid over here. And so we did kind of a deep dive into these two decks. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and so um, corresponding with that, the challenge for last week was how much armor can you get with Druid? Now, of course, we were anticipating people using uh, Linecracker. And so the question wasn't like, can you get 2,000 armor with Druid? It was like, I want to see at least 10,000. I want to see, you know, you know, something crazy. And uh, what, what we got definitely was something crazy so uh our our good friend and uh, patron of the show actually uh disruptor 108 managed to get 1.6 million m -m 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 million armor okay i'm gonna make this picture a, a little bit bigger on on the screen here so y'all can see it because uh that is a with line cracker but but yeah, check this out. This is quite quite a bit of uh, of, of armor on this guff right here. <laughs> One million six hundred five thousand seven hundred and four, and thirty health. <laughs> so the decisive winner. <laughs> 
<laughs> is disruptor 108 congratulations was, i'm i'm uh, beyond impressed so Hooray! yeah congratulations yeah. well done uh well 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 done i love it that's uh was was much more than i was uh expecting to to see so holy bananas um of course disruptor 108 with over a million and a half armor wins two packs on us and more importantly bragging rights so your uh achievement will be enshrined in our hall of fame on the Born to be Wild website, Born to be Wild HS.com. So check it out. And it, if I recall correctly, Nate, Nate's been uh, starting to put up the pictures uh, associated with that. So if you want to see a picture of over a million and a half armor, check out the website. Yeah, it's incredible. We'll have to, yeah, I got to go back and. And 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 put uh, you know what, what we have been doing. I made these little like trophy type things, but and it was saying what the challenge was. But in my mind, it's like I don't want to just hear that this person won by getting the most armor. Like I, I want to see the screenshot because these things are impressive. And so that's that's the current goal is to find out a way, a uh, clever way to not only kind of give the props but show off the screenshot as well. Because I I, I swear I. I uh, I wouldn't have believed this if I hadn't seen the screenshot. Like, this is incredible. So, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I um don't have a a weekly challenge for this week. Uh, unfortunately, I see Schmoopy over here. <laughs> Look, he has one. Looking like uh the Grinch or Doctor Evil or somebody, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Burns. <laughs> <laughs> all right what do you have in mind what do you have in mind Shmoopy? good one um but it is challenging oh we like a good challenge over here okay, and i've run this by nate and it's been rejected so this is this is controversial virtual here <laughs> i don't recall i don't I, I don't remember what it is and i don't remember why i rejected it you need to play a boulder fist ogre and your opponent needs to concede <laughs> that's, that, that's it play older fist ogre and immediately the opponent concedes and you need in your screenshot obviously you need a little picture of the sidebar to show that you played the boulder fist ogre and then your opponent conceded and that's it very simple challenge can you do it best stats for the cost <laughs> can you dig it so if you can get your opponent to concede to a boulder fist ogre, you can uh, participate in the weekly challenge. Challenges can be played on ladder. If, if uh, you have the, the confidence of the father of Shmoopy, um, or if you don't want to tank your rank, you can play it in casual as well. Um, the only thing you, you can't do is play against the innkeeper or a friend that a friend will help you win. The innkeeper, well, this time the innkeeper won't help you win because that dude never concedes. <laughs> but uh, you can't play it against a friend or, or, or any other um, uh, PVE content. So take a screenshot and post it in our Discord in the Weekly Challenges channel. The winner, if anyone can get 
that that uh, achievement unlocked will be announced on next week's show. And of course, receive two Hearthstone packs on us. And most importantly, be immortalized in the Hall of Fame on the Born to be Wild website. We look forward to seeing a concession to the mighty prowess of a boulder fist ogre. Good luck. Make it so. Good luck with that, y'all. <laughs> should, I, should I make like a little a little caveat that biggest ogre will be considered the winner in case we have multiple entries? <laughs> yes, you may. <laughs> there you go. There's the tiebreaker. Biggest ogre. Go. <laughs> All right, everybody, that wraps up this week's show. For more wild content or to see where you can find us individually, visit us online again at borntobewildhs.com. We'll be live again next week. Um, We should have Hydra back with us, assuming that uh, everything is is good in in Hydra land. And uh, it'll be interesting because we will have our... Uh, our next balance patch in and be uh, kind of taking a look at, at how things shake out. And so please, uh, thanks again for joining us and stay tuned for uh, another new episode next week of born to be wild. Yay! All right. And of course, if you're watching live, stay tuned as well, because we are going to be casting the listener series match between Jordan, MG, and the Rotted Zombie momentarily.